Welcome to Hope's Hearth, a GMless actual play podcast where friends explore identity, community, and the ways people find strength and love in dire situations. Our lines, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are trypophobia, insect horror, parent death, rape, body shaming, homophobia, transphobia, big diseases, involuntary transformation, ableism, racism, sexism, violence against children and animals, unwanted pregnancy, acephobia, and non-consensual situations. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but will fade to black on, are spiders, graphic depictions of bodily harm, abuse of any kind, dementia or similar mental illnesses, insoluble problems, trauma, steamy situations, eating disorders, depression, and self-harm. And it opens onto just the the smell of green growing things and wet dirt yeah. hits you like a slap in the face, but made of memories. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to use my regular move, get excited about something. And you just see Ivy's eyes go wide. She's like, oh, I, I miss this. And just kind of sink, drops the cat and just like sinks her hand into some dirt. Just goes, <laughs> And then scampers off and probably yeah. to go dig in some dirt. <laughs> like a horrible uh-huh. little cat. <laughs> uh, fire spray looks tense and sort of shifts from foot to foot. Come on, kid. What what do you want to see? Oh, I... I the. The other engineer said that there was a temple in here and I just needed to leave an offering really quick. Right over there. Point. Okay. The cat comes back and like twines around Fire Spray's legs. Fire Spray's like um, hands up looking down at it distrustfully. It looks up and just goes meh. Um, yeah. I'm picturing our little like tiny temple is like very unused like only a few of the crew members actually like use it um and it's like hidden in like a corner you've got to like push like a a box of like seeds out of the way to get to it um but ivy kneels at it and sets her flower on the altar and like just like closes her eyes and thinks for a second a sparkly material kind of like reminiscent of stardust across like whatever the top of this is. I don't know specifically what it looks like. Um. There are um, four pointed star shapes. You know, the ones that have curves instead of uh, sharp angles in the middle. Bishon and sparkles. Bishon and sparkles. Yeah. Sure. There are those instead of five or six pointed stars. That's okay. that's what I got. <laughs> the cat is now sitting on Fire Spray's foot. Fire Spray stares at it. It stares back, unflinching. <laughs> um, yeah. And then... Uh... Um, after like a few minutes, like Ivy stands up and she seems calmer than she has been in like 
since you've known her, she's been like running, like her heart pounding and like running from like her like few hours of sleep in her room to like work in the engine room. Um, but she seemed calmer and it's like, thank you for uh, showing me where this was. Sure, kid. Um, Good to see what? someone with faith who isn't doing whatever it is. <laughs> Never mind. Um, is there something I can do to help? You, If you wanted me to like clean this up a little bit, maybe like give the temple a fresh coat of paint, I could. Finish fixing the ship first. Okay, I can do that. Um, I'm going to climb back through the rec room. <laughs> I'm going to pick up this cat. <laughs> and fire spray bends down and like looks really uncomfortable picking up the cat. But holds the, the cat, cat properly. Just, the cat is just... Just ragdolls. <laughs> it's just like... Meh. I think, Very happy purring. I think when you pick up the cat and you kind of like make eye contact with it, I think the cat's eyes look a little, a little wrong. Um, I think there's some kind of swirling in them, in the iris of the cat's eyes, which isn't normally there. And um, I think that uh, you get a vision. I think the misses the mysteries at work. Here, picking up the mysteries. I'm just going to reveal a vision to you. Um, you see red is the the picture you have, right? It says someone yep. named red. Um, That's correct. I think you see red. Um, and she looks older. Um, as if she had continued to age instead of dying. And I think she is standing in a field of wildflowers and she's kind of brushing her hands over the tops of them. They're very tall. They're almost to her waist. And it's just a beautiful, serene meadow full of flowers. And she looks up at you suddenly making eye contact, even though you're not there in the meadow, but she makes eye contact with you. And she smiles and starts to wave, and then suddenly her face goes very, very pale. And she says, run. 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 Fire spray starts running, and and scrambles, still carrying the cat, scrambles through the, um, the rec room mess with one hand, and keeps running straight across the, um, ship toward the captain's quarters. I think at this point in the um, controls on the deck, the flight deck, where the pilot sits. Flight deck. (laughs) The bridge. bridge. Thank you. I could not remember that word. Um, We get a hail and I'm picking up the law (laughs) or Capitalism and corruption. Okay. And we get a hail, and Bodica just, like, looks at it, sees, like, 
the the identification of the ship and is like, ah, fuck me. And like, uh, goes over the intercom and is like, we need, uh, the captain <laughs> to come to the bridge. We're getting a hail. And then picks up the hail. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's, it is, um, I think it's Valentine Gold, who is a mandate member we've introduced in the past. Um, sitting in, like, or not, like, standing behind, like, the, the pilot of, like, his ship. Um, and this is, I don't remember how we described Valentine. He was just very kind of a fascist dude. <laughs> um, I'm imagining, like, a clean-cut, like, slick-back like black hair like sharp features but like the half-lidded eyes doesn't look like weaselly but looks uh more snake-like uh to a degree maybe even is like kind of a snake person i don't know uh um i think i'm gonna pick up the crew for half a second as the captain gallops by fire spray shocking her out of her reverie to realize that she, the cat is clawing her and put it down. <laughs> um, the captain is an actual centaur. Nice. I, for some reason, was thinking of fire spray. As I think thought Fire Spray was, was the, the captain. captain. <laughs> Maybe fire spray is the first mate. I think fire spray yeah. is the first mate. Okay. Um, but if you want and... her to be the captain, I could do that too. Either works. It's whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think it's gonna. It would be fun to have a captain to play with. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think Bodica has picked up and um, the, the, uh, says you have reached the Scaraway. What can we do for you? Being like a shit. <laughs> um. And Valentine Gold. Just as, like, purses his lips and says, where's your captain? It's like, oh, I called the captain. Should be here in a second. Uh, I'll pick up the crew then and pick up the captain. Um, and she gallops in and is like, Captain Van of the Scaraway, uh, what can we do for you? This is Valentine Gold of the Mandate Ship. I don't know what the fuck it's called. The, the like, it's gotta have some, like, poncy, like, aspirational, ad, like, noun, like, yeah. mercy. I was thinking it was something kind of, uh, like, serpentine jade. Ooh. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Of the ship serpentine jade. Um, officer class uh, A7. <laughs> Making shit up. Um, and you have entered Mandate Space. Please state your intentions and your destination. Um, I think the captain hits kind of like, I think there is just like a mute button, basically, <laughs> and hits the mute button and looks down at Bodica and like, can we outrun them? Uh, Bodica like looks at some of the readouts and displays, um, like, hit some buttons to change some of the readouts. It's like, 
maybe if I do some fancy, fancy flying. Well, that's what I pay you for, and right? The ship it groans sure, sure when is. you say that. You could feel it. The ship's like, oh. Like, <laughs> like just pat, pat. I know, baby. We got this. Yeah. Valentine Gold is like one hand behind his back and has the other hand like on his pilot, like the, the chair of his pilot. Yeah. Just waiting. Yeah. Um, I also want to state, like, this isn't actually mandate space. Or at least it <laughs> wasn't last time you were here. Yeah. Um, uh, Captain Ven turns around just assuming Kanari will be there. Is Kanari there? She's been there the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Captain Ven is used to this yeah, by Kinari now. Kanari just appears. And it's like, what's the closest planet? Uh, Kinari's eyes, um, like her, her, her inner eyelid goes down and so her eyes look milky white and just kind of stares out towards the void. Barum. 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 Not Barum. Barum. Remind me what that one's like. A desert? That's the... Many people, what, what? but they burrow, they tunnel. There's very little on the surface. Tunnels. Not good surface. Tunnels are good. Um, they hit the thing and they're like, um, our docking mechanism is currently broken. We're going to proceed. Uh, we're, we're en route to Barham anyway. We're going to head there post haste. We'll meet you there. It's Barham. <laughs> and hits the button, <laughs> the mute button again. It's like, lose Barham is a different planet that's quite far away, a bustling metropolis. This is Barham. Valentine Gold like lose them in Valentine Gold uh, starts trying to say something else and Bodica just hangs up on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, <laughs> flips the intercom. This is your pilot speaking. Uh, so remember how I told y'all to hold on to something when we were going through the asteroids. Now I really need you to hold on to something because I have to do some fancy flying because there's a mandate ship on us. Ah, uh, Ivy comes over. It's like remember. Don't use the left retro, the port, the starboard retro thruster. It's, uh, it's temperamental. And here we get to pull off the regular move, pull off a crazy stunt, but something is broken. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, um, what happens is, like, Bonica flips the intercom off, and all four hands are immediately on the controls, like, hitting switches and buttons and then the two like front primary hands move off the buttons grab like the steering mechanism and just wrench it uh-huh. immediately using that thruster that they were told that she was told not to use <laughs> yeah cool. I, uh I, the ship like i think you screams s- in protest you can feel it it's like yeah. metal shrieking on metal and this it starts to go and it just <clears throat> and just like stops basically. It's like you, you, it's like when you shift gears as a car and you think you're in the right gear, but then all of a sudden you're not. And then there are just like blinking red lights blaring at you from the console, and the ship is revealing that something is broken. Monica um. just cusses and says, "Listen, I know, but we gotta get." And, like, hit some more buttons to move, like, power and shit elsewhere to actually do this stunt of, like, basically, the what I'm imagining is the mandate ship is, like, behind and up-ish in relative yeah. space to them because 
Z space is fake and down is up. Uh, <laughs> and so Baka is like, as the mandate ship is moving to kind of get over them to grab them or whatever they do, um, Baka is going to whip the ship around and just go mm-hmm. because it takes mandate ships longer to turn around. All right. So cool. Fire spray is heading for the rear the guns. Ship around. Uh, what was that? Fire spray well, is heading for the rear guns. Nice. And cursing. Um, <laughs> Obviously. There's a lot of cussing happening. Ivy, like, everything is just sparking in the engine room. Like, there's small fires starting. The ship is and beeping it's just aggressively. And Ivy, like, just kind of stands there, like, perfectly still for a moment. And then it's like, wait, I think I got it. I think I got it. And, like, grabs a, ca- like, a cable off of, like, one end of the room and, like, runs to the other end of the room and just, like, sticks this giant cable in something. And I'm going to use my strong move, hope for the best, and get it. Nice. Um, and all of a sudden, like, a bunch of lights that are... I think the lights that turned red this time stay red, but the lights that are always red all of a sudden turn green. <laughs> uh, so, like, the stuff that we just broke is still broken, but a lot of the things that have just been broken for as long as any of us have been on the ship suddenly are working. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, as the ship does what you tell it to do. And wow. Hipotica just punches it. <laughs> this is like, just like, says like, hold on to something, and just punches it. And I don't know if this ship is capable of going in that, like, hyperspace, but... Mm-hmm. Um, probably is just kind of like considering that it's like looking at the button for that. And it's like, yeah. if we don't lose them, I'm going to have to use that drive. And that's the finicky one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. Are you headed down toward the planet? Uh, yes. <laughs> like, okay. cause it's, it's probably going to be pretty easy to lose them on that planet at, uh, depending on where cool. we land. Yeah. It's got lots of tunnels. So yeah, Some but nothing really on the surface, so... <laughs> yeah. But we can fly through tunnels, right? Uh, I mean, I was picturing, like, people-sized tunnels, but sure, we could we could make them parts of them bigger. There could be a few big yeah. ones, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think the the uh, the law, um, it turns laboriously, because it's a, you know, stupidly large ship, because, you know, we have to show off how much money we spend on our warships by making them as big as possible, but it turns and then starts to follow. It gives chase. And there's like an automated um, signal being broadcast from it now. Like they just have it on recording. They just record it. They don't even bother like getting a person to say it. Of like, you know, stand down, surrender, prepare to be boarded. You are like in violation of this law, point something, something, you know. Fire spray starts shooting. Um. And calls down to the the engine room. Mm-hmm. Good work, kid. Keep it up. Uh, great. I, I also, I think... Uh, um, I... Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, thanks, thanks. I can't believe I did it. I... Uh, I figured it out. Um, 
uh, Bonica flips on the 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 um, intercom specifically to the engine room and is like, "Status on uh, hyperspace drive." Um, hyperspace is a maybe. We maybe have to use it. Okay, I'll I'll work on it. All right, keep keep me updated because when I use it, you're not getting a warning. Got it. Flips the intercom off. And, like, looks at the captain, uh, and, words. What are words? They're fake. Looks at the captain, and, um, I think says, if the hyperdrive breaks before we can get in hyperspace, if we can't get onto the planet, uh, I think I can get away from them. If we can get back to the asteroid field. Well. What do you think? Either option is good. Also bad. I mean, they're both bad options because this is a mandate ship. And they outgun us. Yeah. But. It's going to be hard for them to follow us in either environment. They won't fit in the tunnels, but they'll be able to track us. The magnetic like field in the... an asteroid field is going to be a lot harder for them to get a, a solid read on us. That's true. Yeah, I don't like doubling back, but maybe that's the best idea. Technically, we have asteroids. already doubled back. All right, into those asteroids. All right. And just, uh, I think, pushes power to another part of the engine to... Um, kind of adjust trajectory to push us towards the asteroids that we had just maneuvered out of. <laughs> Mandate has the worst timing. <laughs> or the best. <laughs> I think as we get close to the asteroids, um, I'll come up and stand behind Bodica again, just like prepared to do the same thing that I did before. I think that the minute that um, Canary tries to like put do the same thing, Bodica like snaps at her and is like, "I can manage this," like making like being a bit of an ass. <laughs> And using my weak move, make a total ass of yourself. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I can do this. Uh, I'm going to spend a, a token to tell someone their future. Oh, no. I'm going oh, to look at... Uh, yeah, I'm going to look at, at um, Bodica again. And um, I think that there's a, there's a running betting pool on the ship amongst the crew as to how many sets of eyelids Kinari actually has. 
because they seem to change color based on different things and no one's sure if that's a creepy thing that she does or if it is literally a different set of eyelids for each occasion um but the answer is maybe (laughs) yeah she just (laughs) refuses to even acknowledge the question any like the one time the the handful of times that anyone's dared to ask her (laughs) but her some number of eyelids close over her eyes and this is the like the kind of black ones and i think that canary's skin is mostly kind of like extremely like pale milky with kind of like a like a pearlescent sheen over it in places because she's a siren and so for her eyelids to go black it looks very strange and very jarring and uncomfortable on her face and she just turns and looks at bodica directly in the face um, and says, you will meet your death by collision. And then her eyes go back to, like, their normal kind of, like, shifting sea color. And says... is just, like, staring at her, like, wide-eyed. <laughs> but we can make and it then... not today. I think just kind of, like... Does the anime thing when you tell the like protagonist character something they don't want to hear turns head to the side and goes, and it's like fine, (laughs) (laughs) unhappy about it. Yeah, that used a it used my token, so I have no token. Mm -hmm. So I'll use a regular move, and uh, I'll use magic with consequences again, (laughs) and do the same thing. Like put my hand down, like on top of Bonica's, and Bonica does most of the flying through the asteroids. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll like jerk her hand in the direction she didn't want to go. Um, yeah, with the the milky white eyes this time. So if anyone wants to pick up the mysteries and tell me the consequences of my magic, I think the consequences are that you've done too much magic today, and you will need to go lie down. And that's a painful needing to go lie down that builds the longer you're going through the asteroid belt in a sort of burning underneath your diaphragm. Mm. Um, But as you are steering, I think you see, um, it was brought up before this um, asteroid field is magnetic and uh, like the Empire Strikes Back, you see a larger asteroid with a cave that you think uh, the Scaraway could hide in. Um, and you're far enough away that you think you could tuck away for just a bit and maybe let uh, the Jade Serpent pass. Nice. Nice. I like it. I like this Star Wars reference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we make so many Star Wars references. You've got the two best people for that one. (gasps) Love it. (laughs) We have opinions, but generally we like the idea of Star Wars. See, now I want this to be a set in Star Wars, but like Savage Pirates, Savage Space Pirates in Star Wars. Yeah, Natalie, can absolutely. we do that? Sometimes guys... I want to do that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, Star Wars, Play but make Galactic. it lesbians. Play Galactic <laughs> because that's also based on Star Wars. Yes. Great. That's why. That's part of why we picked it up and played it. So if anyone is wondering, oh, this game sounds great, but I'm not sure what my campaign and setting would be. There you go. <laughs> Star Wars, but make it lesbians. I will say when I was writing this game, part of it was like, what if I could remove the stink of Joss Whedon off of Firefly and just make everyone lesbians? Um. Yup. 
I've, um, I was actually talking about that earlier with some people where I was just like, <laughs> I like the, I wish that I could like Firefly now as an adult because I like the mm-hmm. idea of it. But as an adult, like when I was younger, I loved Firefly. But as an adult, I'm just like, the brown coats were the bad people. Uh. It's okay. We still have Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. Fair. He seems right. fairly delightful. He seems like a wonderful person. So, um, uh-huh. so Bodica, uh, I think manages to to tuck the ship into this little hole and (laughs) the mandate ship like it's like a horror movie like of somebody hiding behind (laughs) something as the slasher villain goes past right and i think you hide in there and i think that this has been relayed to ivy at this point and she just takes the giant lever in the engine room and turns it off, and, like, the ship goes to emergency power, and, like, the emergency lighting, like, flickers to life, but, like, the whole ship is kind of dark and quiet. Everybody on the bridge gets to see Abadika's very weird eye shine. Um, Kinari lets go, and and just kind of, like, oh, like, stumbles right there in place, and, like, puts a hand and- to her chest and puts a hand out on the, on the, the hull of the ship. I think one of Bodica's like longer secondary arms actually goes out a- against Kanari's back to stabilize her. Yeah, Kanari like immediately like leans into it very heavily. Fire spray. Hi, better care of yourself. So fire spray's in the gun cockpit, um, mm-hmm. and the lights go out, and the flashing emergency lights go on. And I'm going to use my weak move, experience a flashback of past trauma, to a moment when Fire Spray was alone in a gun cockpit because the gunner next to her had been shot through. Mm. So she's frozen there, breathing hard, not going to be functional for a little bit and I take a token. Okay. The cat um, appears. <laughs> and I think you hear a little like knock on kind of like the like little like entrance to the gun cabin. Go away. Uh, no, hey, it's it's Ivy. Hi. Um you need to come to uh sort of the core of the ship, these extreme Extremity rooms don't get um, life support when we're on emergency power. Right. I can help you if you need help. What? Can, how can I help? Open the door. Um, it opens. The cat rushes in. <laughs> yeah. Fire spray gets up, does not notice the cat, almost trips on it. Notices it, picks it up the wrong way this time. My cat doesn't care. The cat is just like purring up a storm. And sort of stumbles out, still breathing yeah. hard. Um, I think uh, um, Ivy stays kind of very close to you and walks slow with you. And I'm going to notice, spot something no one else would notice. 
I was like, you're, you're having a panic attack, aren't you? I, I used to have those. I used to work with a man named Blue. He didn't have blue hair or blue skin or anything. He played the blues on his his player all the time. I memorized the lyrics of two or three songs because he played them so much. And then one night, I stole his player and I swapped it out for one that was all TikTok Zimbo. And he was so mad. He, for days, he would turn it on and then immediately turn it off again because it was the wrong one and he just he didn't remember so I swapped it back because I don't like TikTok Zimbo either (laughs) and that's my regular move reminisce about the good old days okay the cat is still purring up a storm yeah. Um. Hey, um. I, uh. That, that's a really nice story, and I'm sure that Blue would. misses you. He's dead. Oh. Um, I think I'm doing my uh, weak move get in over my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's... That's... Uh, and I'm going to spend that right away um, to uh, use my uh, strong move, bring out the softness in someone and be like, it's okay to ask for help, you know. hate to do it yeah yeah me too can i interject as the cat like properly because i have i had an idea (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah based on a thing that my cat does um how close is how like how close are they are they close enough that like shoulders are kind of bumping (laughs) yeah i think the i think void the cat like squirms and then just puts front paws like the front part of its body on ivy but does not make a move to actually completely transfer over and so is just keeping them very close together okay (laughs) and just purring and just is very content to be like this okay God, and what I think a stupid Ivy, cat is what Ivy will kind says. of, with, with us being connected via cat, Ivy will kind <laughs> of lean and put her head on uh, fire, 
um, fire spray shoulder. And I'm going to use my weak move fall for someone. I love that that is a weak move for the fresh face. I love that so much. You're not a bad kid. I'm not a kid, you know. Like, you keep calling me that, but I'm, I'm not. Talk to me again when you got your first scar. And I think, uh, like, she, like, rolls up her sleeve and is like, I got burnt by the condenser yesterday. <laughs> uh, the laughter is in character. <laughs> <laughs> the cat just goes um, as if like agreeing with Ivy just like Mwah. yeah Ivy isn't going to move though Ivy is going to keep leaning against fire spray there in the dark as we're stuck in this dark cold moment with a cat <laughs> <laughs> dog Oh, so cute. <laughs> Fire spray will eventually move away, but not right okay. away. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, I also so think are... you, you gave me an opportunity to prove myself when you said that scar thing, so you get a token, because that is my lure. Oh! So give someone an opportunity to prove themselves. We haven't been using the lures that much, so... I That's a lure that. for those of you who don't speak Southern. <laughs> a lure. Lure. <laughs> I myself happen to be fluent in Southern, but. <laughs> it's really, really funny. I'm only like, partially fluent. Half the people on the podcast are from the South and the other half are from up North. <laughs> it's a really even split. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, um, Dirk is from Michigan and Malia is from Alabama, but moved to Georgia. <laughs> and I'm from upstate New York. Okay. And then um. there's me. <laughs> so we're pretty evenly split. It's very, very funny when like me or Malia say something and then Dirk and or Will will be like, the what did you just say? <laughs> familiar. I'm familiar. What was that phrase? <laughs> All right. Um... I think back on the the bridge, um, Kinari turns to, um, excuse me, to Bodica. Says, "I need to rest." She's like still like rubbing at her chest. How long will we be here? There's like tapping sounds as one of, because I think. One of the primary arms is also now like the this the the um longer like secondary arm, like the weight bearing arm is like against the small of her back, and then one of the main arms is against like her shoulders mm-hmm. to keep her st- uh like upright because I don't think Bodica can like properly like do a hold in this position, but it's just like bracing. Um, uses like one of the free hands there's clicking sounds as readouts are brought up and a radar array and it's just like they're still 
they're they're outside the asteroid field, but they are probably pinging in here to see if they can't get some inkling of us. So we're probably gonna be in this little hole for a minute. That's very imprecise, but I suppose it will have to do. I cannot tell what they're doing because of all the other shit going on in this asteroid field. Right. But I will... I think I should be good getting us out of here. Thank you for helping. Of course. Will you... Can you... And then, like, you see, um, Kinari just, like, take you to deep breath. She does not want to ask for help. Um, <laughs> can you help me to my quarters? Yeah, of course. Well, like, this is the first time that Bonica's gotten out of the pilot's chair that we've seen on screen. And she's very big. <laughs> like, taller than everybody, except maybe the captain. Kanari's pretty tall, too. She's amongst the tallest, but uh, she's got a very humanoid kind of form, so... This is, like, <laughs> She tall. does not compare. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, tall, like, long, just kind of, like, comparatively, like, this ship is kind of big because of Bonica? <laughs> Otherwise they wouldn't be able to have this good of a pilot in here. Um... And I think she uh, says, um, walk in front of me and I can brace my uh, front arms on you to keep you from falling over. Uh, Kinari just nods and like slowly makes her way. And she's like bracing herself with both hands on the, the hull whenever possible. And when she can't put both hands out, she's like got a hand like clutched to her chest. Like she's clearly in like a lot of pain as she's walking. And Bodica's got... Um... My brain was just like, be on bullshit or be safe. And it's like, no, be on bullshit. Hands on waist, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Hands on waist. Like, it's very, very easy um, to lean back into, like, Bodica's chest, which is very soft and fluffy. Because <laughs> fluffy. Yeah, Kinari definitely does. She's putting, like, as much of her weight as possible into Bodica. Yeah. I think there comes a point where, like, they're just moving too slowly that Bonica just, like, scoops her. Can I say, like, ah! <laughs> Fine. It's faster, and you'll be able to lay down faster. Yes. Fine. And the, the arms, like... The way that Yahia carry things in their, like, primary arms, which are the smaller mm -hmm. arms that are better for manipulating objects, is kind of like a... A, a tucked cradle against like the chest so it's, it's like just... a bridal carry a little bit so yeah cute. it's it's really cute it's very soft it's very warm and it's very secure it's nice i think mean, i think uh kinari like even though she doesn't want to kind of snuggles in a little bit and monica would be able to feel that she's pretty cold which is not unusual but she feels maybe a little colder than normal you want to know what would be extra very cute if Kanari fell asleep. Ooh, okay, yes, I love that. That's that's my favorite trope, Izzy. How did you know that? <laughs> it's my absolute favorite trope. Uh, Remember, we were sleeping saying on somebody. in that stream. 
in that stream. <laughs> Come on. That was the price I paid for making you cry. Because <laughs> um, our brain waves, they synced up. Yeah. All right. Baraka, like, does not realize that Kanari has fallen asleep until, like, at the door to her quarters and is like, Kanari's definitely got, like, fistfuls of, of Bodica's fur. He's, like, really falling into her. <laughs> Bodica kind of is... shifts weight so that, like, one of the secondary arms can come up and, like, open the door to the room. Realizes, oh, I can't put her down without waking her up. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> What is, uh, I want to know what, uh, Canary's room looks like. I also It is, it's not very big, because I think nobody really has, like, <laughs> big quarters on, on a ship. Um, but there's a comfortable-looking bed, um, a little bit bigger than the junior crew members get. Um, that's, you know, got a, a privilege there. And it has very, very plush, luxurious fabric on it um, for the sheet Yet again. and the and the and the the spread. <laughs> There's like kind of like too many pillows, um, definitely too many pillows, and like lots of jewel tones. Um, it's a nest. Yeah, it's very like satiny and velvety, and there's like fabric somehow hung up on all of the walls of like tapestries, very ornate um, patterns on them. Some one of the tapestries looks a little disturbing. Like the more you look at it, the more you want to look away. But it's kind of you're trying to keep being drawn to look at it. It's a little disturbing. Um, but there aren't really any other personal possessions. There's like a tiny trunk set up um and there's a shelf on the wall across from the bed it's clearly like the altar like there's bowls um there's candles there's a mirror with a, a cloth draped over it that can be like easily moved to the side and hooked um there's plants there you know there, there's fruit there's flowers it's kind of like over overflowing almost i think monica takes a second sort of like size and then very very carefully like lays down <laughs> in this like nest bed it's, it's, because... it's a little tight but what I guess to like pull in her legs real tight to fit but she does fit just barely I have to make it known she usually sleeps in a hammock so this is fine <laughs> She likes having the floor space. Yeah, okay, fair, fair. <laughs> um, it's very soft. Like, is that a fucking, like, feather mattress topper? Like, is this like a sheep? Is this a sheep's, like, like a sheep pelt? What the fuck? <laughs> it's clear where, where, Karani's, where Kanari spends her, uh, her, her paycheck. <laughs> On her bed. And, like, Monica was gonna try and put Kanari down, but, like, Kanari's got, like, fistfuls of fur. It's like, well, that's not happening. Okay, I am guess I'm also taking a nap. Yes, I love um, it. <laughs> so if anybody needs the pilot... <laughs> The pilot and the navigator right are We're taking stopped. a nap together. Yeah. <laughs> taking a nap. Yeah. I actually think it's like several hours that you guys nap. Um, I think Fire Spray gets to the rec room back in order because I feel like Fire Spray is one of those people who like work relaxes them. Yep. Um, 
And it's a few hours later. Um, when you guys hear Ivy running through the hall decks of the ship, her little hooves pattering <laughs> against the deck. Um, uh, uh, it's like, everyone wake up! I fixed it! I fixed it! Fire spray says, fixed which? The hyperdrive. Good job. Monica is like, meh. <laughs> yeah, I think Kinari's like Yeah, I, I knock on your door. It's like at this point, completely like like somehow Kinari has shifted to being like settled against like um instead of against the chest, it's like curled up against like Bodica's side. Bodica's like completely like wrapped around her Aww. and it's just asleep. Yeah. I think Ivy comes by your door and, like, one of the things she fixed when she, like, fixed all the stuff that was broken originally was the doors. And, like, hits the door because she's like, I need the navigator because that's, like, one of the things we need. And I hit the button and I'm like, oh, oh, huh? Oh. What? The door opening noise is what yeah. wakes Bodica up and, like, her ears flick. That's broken like... again. I fixed it so no one could get in. Oh, I refixed it. No. So the doors work. Well, fix it back. Like, squeeze. Like, 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 like a little grumpy. She's waking up. I didn't know you two were. Uh, um, uh, um, the hyperdrive is working. Kind of. We have one jump that I know we will make, but we can make it to somewhere we can get fixed away from this this mandate ship, and. You don't get any real, like, you don't get, like, the, the, co- whatever common language is used on the ship is not what you get out of Bonica. What you get is, like, her native language, because she doesn't have a hand on the vocoder. So I, I, I think Kanari sees that and puts a hand on, on the vocoder. Just, like, puts and, like, halfway through the speech, it, like, picks up, and it's just, like, now let me go back to sleep. I'm tired. Um. I, I really want to let you sleep, but, you know, the longer we stay here, the bigger the chance that the Serpent Jade finds us and we all go to jail, and I really don't want to go to jail. No rest for the wicked, darling. No rest for the wicked. And Kanari gets up. This <laughs> makes a grumbly, growly noise. I've called you, then... darling, Kudzu. Yeah, but you weren't in bed with me. Monica finally is like awake enough to be like, "Oh, I don't right. No, this is this is what I did. No, I had. I will explain this later, but it is not like that. Ivy, move. <laughs> like, I, I think Kanai just kind of like turns and like, gives you a look, like, "What? <laughs> like, excuse me?" Gets, gets up and is just like, like is is getting up and just like, he's grumpy. <laughs> well, fine. I guess it's not like that. Oh, and Kinari gets up and starts to to get out of the room. <laughs> Make things worse. <laughs> I I thought you two were cute together, but okay. I'll just like pat Kudzu on the shoulder as I walk by. Good job, darling. Thank you. Monica's already like halfway down the hallway. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got another token for making an ass of myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the hot shot. 
Never can find love. <laughs> Listen. Am I doing my best? Eh. <laughs> I'm doing something. <laughs> can get to the bridge, I think. Um, I like the idea of the navigation system. It's not like a map or anything you pull up. It's like mm-hmm. have to interface with it. Like... It's it's like a similar type of controls where I'm putting my hands inside of something and manipulating like an energy field and I'm like clearly looking at something that no one else is seeing. They're my normal eyes, but they're very distant feeling. And I'm like, we'll have a route ready for you by the time uh, Monica gets there. <laughs> Monica does not wake up cute either. Like her fur is just all over the place. I and think she's like in the process of like smoothing what she can reach. Uh, I think and, like, Ivy actually jacket. comes to the bridge too, and there's like, like you know, like the jump seats that'll be on the wall, like the flight attendant seats on planes. She like unfolds one of those and like buckles herself in. It's like, I I can't be in the engine room because if it does, if I'm wrong, I I don't want to be there. Yeah, you I'm probably that. not wrong. No, I, tr- I trust. I trust you. You know, skills. I I just had to remove a little bit of shielding from the hyperdrive to make it work, um, but yeah, it's fine. We'll fix it when we stop. Yeah, but we can get us there. Yep. Monica like settles in the pilot seat and is like, okay. Like, pat pats her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm awake. Okay. Right. Flips the intercom. Says, "All right, I need everybody to buckle in." Because as soon as I get us off this asteroid and in a place where we can safely do it, we are going into hyperspace. And if you ain't buckled in, uh, have fun. Because <laughs> you're, you're going to go everywhere. Because I do not slow down. Flicks it off. Fire spray is uh, in the gun cockpit again. Mm-hmm. Vodka is definitely the person who takes a nap, wakes up, and feels like they died. <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me. I don't nap. Yeah. I don't either, because I wake up and feel like I died. Yes. <laughs> I'm just um, like, ah, oh, that didn't help shit, and then I can't get to sleep. I think when you touch the controls of the ship, the ship feels well-rested, actually. Like, it's this little break is just what it needed. It feels like it just took a nap too. <laughs> but like it, it woke up like refreshed and Bonica's yeah. like, oh, good for you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> nice to know you feel chipper. All right. And like the console just beep beeps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bonica's like, all right. And like f- flicks all like power back on, gets the engines going again. Like, maneuvers carefully out of this little cave Canaris mm-hmm. um, feeding you like the information through the console for the jump very complicated very precise yeah uh, I think that Bodica doesn't argue and just follows the instructions um, is a little muted right now, like personality-wise. Um, Can I- and once they're like to probably the edge of the asteroid field is where it's safe to jump. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like flicks the intercom and is like, "This is your pilot. Uh, hold on to something." <laughs> I, I think you see the hail light blinking as the uh, the mandate ship has realized uh, what you're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Kenario also like sends some information through the console to um, the gunport for for fire spray and the other crew. This is like, you know, aim here, aim there, be aware of this trajectory, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I think that's All like right, a normal going... part of what she does as a navigator. Cool. Yeah, going hyperspace in three, two, one, and then just punches the button. Okay. <laughs> What move are you using? <laughs> I am using... Uh, you have token. You do, I do. have token. I'm going to use the strong move, get out of harm's way. Cool. I think Because I don't want this to fuck up. <laughs> cool. I think we are all like... All of you are pressed against your seats as... And Ivy, who does not have a seat behind her because she's sitting against the wall, is like this like just leaning <laughs> over the whole way um and uh all of a sudden uh um a planet uh on the edge of uh hope's hearth f- pops into view as you exit hyperspace and all of a sudden all of your alarms are going off like everything is broken but you have made it there. Um, and Ivy unbuckles and immediately runs back to the engine room and then runs back and grabs a fire extinguisher from the cockpit. <laughs> runs back. Monica um, flipping the intercom. Like, like as they were going through hyperspace, Monica, like, started, like, energy started ramping back up because, yeah. oh, yeah, this is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, flips intercom back on. All right. I keep wanting to say it, so I am going to say it. Now hold on to your butts, because we are uh, landing hard. <laughs> I think and, that's uh, a beautiful spot to end if we're ready to end. I totally agree. Yeah! yeah I think um, pulling the camera back from this for just a moment, <laughs> um, going back to where we have left the Mandate ship, we see Valentine Gold, uh, like, fingers, like... Um, what is that fuck's name from Evangelion? Oh, I've never seen Evangelion. <laughs> Fingers steepled in the evil in the evil person yeah. fashion. He's got the, yeah, the steepled yeah, yeah, fingers, yeah. just like steepled fingers, but isn't like smiling. Is just kind of like staring at like a screen of information, um, and it's it's a bunch of information on different pirate vessels and. <laughs> The, the vague trajectories of their hyperspace jumps. <laughs> and the, a new entry pops up for uh, the Scaraway and the vague trajectory of its hyperspace jump. Um, uh, dun, oh. dun, dun. And then like credits start rolling and then we get like a mid-credit scene. I, I have of, an idea like, for a <laughs> mid-credit scene. Uh, I think you see the uh, the little like f- forgotten temple in the garden room, and just an ethereal hand comes out of it and grabs the flower 
that it left and just pulls back in. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. Hell yes. Um, Ooh, a cat. I was like, are we interacting with Void, the ship's cat? But no. We're in Void? No, okay. Additional to that, Void is sitting in front of the altar, but isn't yeah. facing it, is facing out at uh-huh. the camera, staring directly at oh, it. Oh, and his right. eyes do the, do the the mysterious swirly the thing, thing again. Yeah. And there's yes. like that kind of like stardust, and it's less of like a sparkle and more of a haze. Cool. And it's kind of like the hand like comes out of that as well. I love it. I'm going to tie a bunch of other shit together. Hell yeah. Well. Thank you for adding on to our world in a very fun way. I love this. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us on your podcast. This is delightful. Thank you for coming. This is super duper fun. This is such a good game. Oh my God. Thank (laughs) you. Notoriously, when we first started playing like Belonging Outside Belonging games, we started with Flotsam, which is not a game you should learn Belonging Outside Belonging on. (laughs) Because I looked at those rules and was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But Belonging Outside Belonging games are so much fun. They are so easy to learn mm-hmm. if you don't start with Flotsam. Yeah. Um, and if, Flotsam just has a lot of information and extra rules. If you're a person who's like, oh, I want a GM, but it's so intimidating and I don't know what to do. These GMless games like the Belonging Outside Belonging system that Sapphic Space Pirates use are a really great way to kind of like bridge those skills from a player mm-hmm. to being a GM. Because you have to take control of the plot. You have to decide what happens, but you're not forming the whole thing. You're just doing little pieces. So yeah. This is a game that's really, really easy to have a facilitator. Like, if people are unsure about taking certain things yeah. on in the game and the rules, the facilitator can take those on. Right. And it's not necessarily, like, a GM role, but mm-hmm. it is more of a yeah. guiding the story. Yeah, I've definitely done playtests um, where that's been more the case with this game, where I've been yeah. more... You know, I kind of direct the story, but I think in this one, we all kind of felt the beats of the story and were able to kind of read like, okay, we need a quiet moment. We need tension to ramp up. We need... We need a cat going yeah. round. <laughs> exactly. We always need the cat going round. Yes. yes. Always. And the cat to just decide it wants to just be held by two people at the same time. Yeah. So cute. So if people are interested in this game, uh, this game is going to be available at uh, charmperson.itch.io on December 10th. Um, there will also be uh, zine copies in the wild at PAX Unplugged. Um, I'm not quite sure where those will be yet. Uh, if you can find me, I will be at the Indie Games on Demand booth and I will be able to point you to them. But the physical copies will exist and will be there. Yeah, we're, um, we'll both be at PAX Unplugged. Um, I'll be running games for Gehenna Gaming. Natalie will be running games for Games on Demand. And Gehenna Gaming will be selling copies of this as well in the Expo Hall. Great. When is PAX Unplugged again? Is that December the weekend of the 4th? That is December 10th through the 12th. Okay. Me trying to remember how we end the goddamn podcast. By saying right. wear your masks. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... Thank you both for being on here with us. Again, this game is awesome. I can't wait to be able to buy copies of it and just shove them at people. Like, play this fucking game. I've already linked the um, the announcement post to places where I'm like, I know people who will like this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And you guys should follow uh, Charm Person Game on Twitter. Uh, they do really fun streams. I've played with both Stephanie and Natalie on stream before, and they are delightful people and make good stories, good characters, um, very entertaining, very, very friendly, and very kind. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll make you feel a feeling, Steph I promise. Stephanie yeah. made me cry. <laughs> yeah, I've been making people cry every Thursday now uh, with our uh, Monster of the Week show, Comfort County Snowfall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go listen to Comfort County. I'm still trying to get the brain power to listen to yeah. it, but I know it's good. Yeah. And even when you when you get to the end, you get to Snowfall, which might be better. Like, Snowfall is amazing. And I'm excited for you to get there, because it's good. Yeah. yeah go check them good. out on Twitter and... Uh, CharmPersonGames.com. Yeah, CharmPersonGames.com. Great. So... I have been Izzy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sean Deer. Um, you can also find the other podcast that I do uh, at Abbey Archives on Twitter, which is a Redwall reread podcast um, with my friend Kit. Uh, Will? I have been <laughs> Will. Doesn't work. Uh, you can still find me on same NB hat on Twitter. Please bother Will on Twitter to finish writing Candide. Uh, I want that game to come out so that I can shove it at people. <laughs> Bothering Will to finish this game for like two years. Can't rush quality. Can't rush quality. No, can't rush quality. And it is a very good game. Um, and uh, Natalie, where can people find you again? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Natalie underscore 20, all spelled out. You can also find Stephanie and I's business, Charm Person Games, at Charm Person Game on Twitter. And Stephanie, you don't have a regular Twitter. No, Twitter Twitter's sucks. the worst. Uh, but is you, the worst. I do occasionally tweet on our business Twitter. And again, it's Charm Person Game. It's singular because Twitter has character limits. <laughs> yeah. And you can check out all of the streams that we're currently doing, as well as our past projects that we're especially proud of on CharmPersonGames.com. There's a section that says Watch Us Online. It's good shit. Great. All the people that they play games with are also really good <laughs> and fun and delightful people. Uh, I mean, I was I played a game with them, and y'all know I'm fun and delightful. I'd <laughs> 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 like to cause problems on purpose. So, all right. Um, thank you so much for having us on here, yeah, Izzy and Will. This has been great. Yeah. yeah. So for for our audience, we love you guys. Stay safe. Go home and stay home. Get vaccinated, wear your fucking mask. Oh my god. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Get your booster shot. I still need to do that. Get your booster get shot. Get your flu shot. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it's flu season, and you don't want to get COVID and the flu. You really don't. Oh my god. You really, really don't. Uh, Let's clap. Bye. 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 Howdy, 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 howdy.
Thanks for listening. Please consider following us on Twitter at Hope's Hearth Pod and joining our Discord, both linked in the description. If you want to support us monetarily, you can find us on Coffee at coffee.com forward slash Hope's Hearth Pod. Coffee spelled K-O dash F-I. We love you. Stay safe. No death. Go home and stay home. Bye.